I, I define League MX as the shooter shot league. You do expect higher performances and better things from Club Americas, but it's the inconsistency. With the well, thing with inconsistent, though? I will maintain that the U.S. men's national team came out to the knockout round despite terrible coaching. Like, do they have a student discount, maybe, to go to a Club Americas? <laughs> like, they got it, right? No. <laughs> take that next step i think it's still undisputed that you have to go to europe he's gonna well, be on the ground for the majority the, of the no I look back at highlights that, no that's, if that's you the have... christian pulisic treatment though same we're gonna and... have to stop this we're gonna start arguing on this podcast aren't we What's up? Welcome back to the Real Football Show. I am Gino Ganello, joined again by our co-host uh, Edwin Garcia. <laughs> Edwin, how you doing today? It's a beautiful day here. How's it by you? Uh, good morning. A little morning footy talk. Uh, it is. It's actually a little gloomy outside, but it's clearing up. It's nice. So it's good. Uh, it's good to be here. Happy to be back. Happy to to talk and uh, looking forward to a good show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's uh, like like you said, it's a morning show. So if we're uh, you know, we say things <laughs> that don't make any sense, that's why we're a little groggy this morning. You know. Uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's I don't know, 10 AM, you know, that's early for us, right? <laughs> yeah, man, this is what we do for the people, man. <laughs> uh, it's well, it's, it's really because we stayed up late last night and we watched LASC versus Philly. That there was, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's what that's, it was. That's, the main, that's, that's why we're feeling a little tired this morning. Um, LASC and Philly, the second leg of their CONCACAF champions league semifinal took place last night in LA. Um, it was, uh, you know, it, LAFC scored in the 13th minute, um, and then um, it was relatively silent for the rest of the game in terms of anything, you know, yeah. any big big moments in terms of, like, goals. But the 59th minute, there was a red card. Uh, and Baizo, I think it was, who got the penalty. I mean, who got the um, who got the his second yellow in the 59th minute. And then LAFC scored two goals at the very end of the match to make it 3-0. Uh, uh, and advance 4-1 on aggregate to the final. Um, this was, once again, another another opportunity for Philly to kind of exercise demons. We're not able to do it uh, as they, they lose again to LAFC. Um, I know it's a, a team that they want to play in competitive matches and Absolutely. a team that they want to beat in competitive matches, especially after last year, and just weren't able to get the job done. Um but with how things were playing out in the MLS season, at least, and how things have looked so far this season, for you, was this the expected result? Was this kind of what you expected, or was it still a bit of a toss-up despite the way the trajectory of both teams have uh, start off this season? I think this is what I expected, not to the level of what the final score was. You know, I, I thought LAFC was going to win. I still think they're the class of the league. I thought they're, they're a better team coming in, but man, are they're just like, they're, they've separate. They didn't have uh, last I checked, there was no Gareth Bale coming out on the pitch and scoring a, an equalizer, you know, late in uh, an extra time here. Like it's, there's, there was none of that. You'd think that they would have been a beat slower, you know, not as fast, not as quick, not as, as dominant, but man, they, LAFC just controlled Philly the whole game, the whole the whole both legs. Uh, just it was for me fun to watch. I still enjoyed it, but very telling of where these two franchises are right now, you know. And LAFC just sure. looks so much better right now. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, it was, I think going into this one, you're, uh, Philly just don't seem to have it all together right now. It seems like they're not clicking like they, you're, you're used to them clicking. I mean, they currently are, um, you know, MLS wise, um, are just checking the standings real quick, but currently MLS wise, they're not even in a playoff spot. They're in 10th place MLS wise, um, which is very unusual for a Jim Curtin Philly, Philadelphia union team. Um, yep. So it was, for me, I I wasn't expecting much from them. I thought the fight that they put up in game in the first leg was, was great. And, um, that was, that was huge for them to go into the second leg with an opportunity to, um, to kind of, to, to beat LAFC. But, you know, in the end, this is kind of the result I expected. I, it's funny because man, John McCarthy, the goalkeeper for LAFC, he he stimmied a couple early, big early chances and whatnot, and had some big saves. And you know, it, it's so funny because they can't beat this guy. And <laughs> as we all, you know, as as some of you know, McCarthy used to play. I believe he used to play for. He used to play for the Union. He was born in Philadelphia. He's a oh. Philly guy. His banner on Twitter is still the Philadelphia Union fan section. And he's just absolutely like literally causing them so much misery week in Oof. and week out. And it's just, it's very funny. <laughs> it, 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 it's got to be painful because I mean, and granted, listen, Andre Blake's a great goalkeeper. There was no way John McCarthy was me starting games in front of our Andre Blake. So he, he's had to move on, but where he's moved on to him, the position he's found himself in with the Crapo injury um, for LAFC. I mean, he literally is the, the kryptonite it seems for this Philadelphia union team. Um, but it's, it, it was, I mean, it was, listen, it was a good game. Um, Philadelphia had, had chances even towards the end after the, the red card, but um, they end up losing four one on aggregate. Again, LAFC will advance tonight is Tigres versus Lyon for a chance in the fine for the other final spots to plays LAFC. Tigres is currently up two one in that uh, match on aggregate. Um, the last thing I want to talk about though, before we get into MLS things, this result, as we just mentioned, Philly is 10th yeah. in the MLS. I know it's not what they wanted, but is this a good result for MLS Philly? I don't think I, that's a very clever way of saying, was this a moral victory? Um, <laughs> I don't think there's, I don't like moral victories too much, but no, no, this isn't good for MLS. This isn't good for, for any, they Philadelphia put a lot into this. They really wanted to beat them. They wanted their revenge from MLS Cup. They're trying to prove that they are at that level. They've been struggling all season. Um, the two big, and I'm not going to say surprises, but two of the nice stories from last season were Philadelphia just being as dominant as they were and continuing it and really seeing that what they've built there is very um, sustainable. It's the, the model franchise, I guess you could say, going into last season. And then there was Austin, where Austin was the up-and-coming, great fans, really performing, playing well. Both the both of them have gotten off to really bad starts. I mean, Philadelphia's got 11 points. Austin's at 9. They're starting to, you know, fix it. Philadelphia's just not gotten in the gear all season. And I, I hope that this, you know, this, I'm not just going to say, this butt-kicking that they got from LAFC here is uh, – is they, they don't take it too bad and they try to find some more victories, but it, it's not helping in the big picture of them. They yeah. just got, you know, they just got wrecked by LAFC in two and in, uh, in back-to-back games here. 
They're going into who are they playing this week? I, don't, I thought I had the game uh, here. Oh, they're they're they well, the good thing for the Philly. They're going to New York and playing the Red Bulls or Jersey or wherever it is that yeah. the Red Bulls are playing right now. Um, they're going to play the Red Bulls. They have a chance to bounce back. They have a chance to you know right the ship a little bit. But I don't. No, there's no moral victory here. This was a bad. I I thought Philly. Again, I thought that this would be a good game. I thought LAFC would win, but in the manner in which LAFC won, it's just it's just impressive, man. Like another Dennis Boanga goal. You know, like come on, it was three nothing. They dominated, dominated, dominated. Tillman again. Look at the guys who scored. It was Tillman, oh, Opoku, and and Boanga. It's not the surprise guy. It's not the the guy that you know. Like if you're Phil Curtin, uh, Jim Curtin, and you're looking at the lineup and you're saying, "Hey, who do we need to isolate? Who are we going to really focus on?" It would be those three guys along with like Carlos Vela, and they couldn't do it. Those are the three guys that scored on yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? So again, yep. I, I don't, I don't take many positives from Philly's performance here. I'm a little more critical of them than I than I wanted to be. But congrats for LAFC, man. They're going to go on, and I'm looking forward to seeing who they uh, who they take on, and we're going to have a true. Liga MX MLS final here with the chance to 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 go play in the Club World Cup or all these you know what what is it they yeah they get to go to yeah to like Club World Cup Saudi yeah. Arabia or wherever they play yeah yeah so, wherever they play next year they'll get to go there yeah yeah represent man so that's good I'm 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 looking forward to it I think it's it's great for for LFC so have some yeah. fun but yeah yeah I think I think for Philly I, I don't know I we know that that the champions league can take a toll on teams and you know, Philly does have the depth to do it, but you know, maybe this will give them the ability to um, play the players they want, not have to worry about resting players in certain, certain situations and just go out there and, and, and win games. Um, So maybe that's the opportunity. I know the, I'm I'm pretty sure the, the U 20 world cup is coming up. Obviously there's a couple players on Philly, who are big names, specifically Jack McGlynn, who I believe would be a candidate for the for that team. So mm-hmm. that's another obstacle that they have to overcome here. Um, but uh, but I, I think this is I do think it's good for Philly. I think Philly right now probably is would much rather you know suffer in the league and be in the final Cap Champions League final, but. I think now we might start to see an uptick in Philly's performances. And, you know, I think we could start to see Philly making some noise in the MLS again, because I think, you know, I think it did take a little bit of a toll on them. Um, But, you know, LAFC is, they're going for the double now. The first time, you know, I think it's the first time we really have a shot at a domestic double. So, um, so we'll see if if it happens. Uh, Let's move on though, to the MLS. Um, a lot of quick things I want to talk about, but specifically I wanted to focus on one game, the big, the big, big game this weekend, um, New England versus Cincinnati, uh, the top two in the East. It was really a fascinating game. I mean, very, very good game, back and forth. Uh, both teams had their opportunities. Um, honestly, I thought the ref had a bit of a shocker in this one. The penalty in the first half was definitely outside the box, if you ask me. I, I don't know how they came up with the decision that it wasn't outside the box. Um, and then he doesn't call what I thought was an obvious penalty on Lucho Costa in the second half. And it felt like he couldn't control the game from a physicality standpoint. He didn't really give out many yellows. There was a lot of hard tackles. So from the referee perspective, I thought it was a very physical game. He could have done a little bit better to control the game. But we still were able to get 
a beautiful game. Uh, a great yeah. game. Um, okay. Obviously, the Dylan Barrero injury sucked. Um, I like yeah, Dylan Barrero a lot, and it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the 2023 season if you you know, read in between the lines there. Um, you know, it was just all around, it was a really, really good game, a very high-level game. Okay. In your opinion, let's start with this. What did what do we learn from this game? It's it's it ended in a one-one draw. Nobody was able to get all three points. But what did we learn from this game about these two teams? See, I like what you were what you're asking. What did we learn? But I'm going back to what you th- you first said, which is you thought it was a good game. I don't feel like it was a good game. I felt like it left much to be desired. I felt like what I learned is that I can't tell these teams apart. I can't. I was I was hoping with this, I was hoping to be able to say this team got better. This team, you know, needs to improve. I thought I could I feel like we're in the exact same place we were on the table still, same amount of points or well, one more point for each team. You know, we went from 20 to 21. Uh, I just I didn't get that breakthrough performance that like, oh, they're legit. I felt like the teams are just to me, it wasn't as as entertaining as a game. I felt like I was waiting for it to take off and waiting for it to evolve into something better and for the, the team to show up. And how do you, I don't know, I guess kind of like maybe if to try to put it in, in perspective here, I felt like both guys were ready. Like this was a big fight, like it was all hyped up. But then everybody was kind of holding their punches a little bit. Like I didn't see the the team really go for the haymaker for the for the big you know the big the big knockout. I just felt like it was just kind of like a lot of apprehension on both teams. So it kind of stalled the game a little bit for me. Um, that's that was my takeaway. I still feel like there's much to be desired, and I don't know where to go with these two teams. Yeah, I, I felt like. Um... I understand what you're saying because there were points and and if I'm going to say if I would have to say what I learned about this team, my personal opinion is I felt like New England was better than Cincinnati. I felt like Cincinnati okay. had a very physical style of play and it kind of slowed the game down to give it to that kind of boring, unable to get in in and out of the transition. Um, you know, it, Cincinnati still a chance to win it at the end. Haglin just had an, a massive miss at the end where he probably should have mm-hmm. put the ball on net. Um, but I thought, this, even despite the fact that Barrero was injured very early in this match, I yeah. thought New England, after the first 10, 15 minutes, controlled a lot of the game and, and had a lot of the better chances. Um, again, granted, they're at home, so how much stock do you really put in that? Like, is it going to be the same if they went when they go when they go to Cincinnati? Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be something to look out for. I like New England a lot. I think what I learned about New England is they have a lot of options, and right now. Like if you look at New England, they they were they went in there and I I felt like they played a really good game despite having like no strikers. They started like their third or fourth string striker today, <laughs> or I mean in this match. So um, I feel like England has a lot of New England has a lot of like just really good talent, um, and I think that as time goes on, you're going to start to continue to see that. And I think we saw spots of it in this game. Um, but they just need to put it together, and I think if they can figure it out and put it together, they can uh, really make really really make some noise. Um, and that goalkeeper for them is like unbelievable at saving penalties. He's the <laughs> fastest guy to save five penalties in MLS history, I think they said. So um, he's been he's been really good for them. I do want to talk a little bit about Brandon Vasquez for a little bit. Does not score again in this one. I think he only has two goals on the MLS season so far. 
Um, there was a play specifically in the 63rd minute that stuck out to me. Um, he kind of he had the ball. He was it, it wasn't one on one, but the other defender was pretty far away. He probably he could have created space and taken a shot because there was no one else around him. And I feel like a striker would have created that space, but he kind of pulled the ball back and just kind of waited and passed it off to a teammate and kind of stimmied the attack and didn't really yeah. do much to allow or to to you know put the pressure on that back line as he was running yeah. at them. Your thoughts on 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 Brandon Vasquez because right now for me he seems very unconfident or is it very not confident. I don't know if that's that's the right way to use it, but he doesn't seem Lack confident at all. Yeah. Lack of okay. confidence. Yeah. He doesn't seem confident at all for me. And that's a big problem if you want to be the U.S. men's national team number nine. Yeah. Um, let me talk directly to my boy, Brandon. I mean, I'm looking at you, Brandon. All right. You're my boy. We got a lot of hype, but we also have a lot of hope for you. All right. You got to deliver for us. All right. But it starts here. Starts here. It starts at MLS. I need you to dominate here so there's no questions and you can shut up all the haters, shut up all the doubters. You're my boy. I got faith in you. But that being said, I didn't like how you played this weekend, man. I don't like what he was doing. This goes back to what I said at the beginning. I felt like both teams were were apprehensive. They were holding back. And I think that was evident in that play that you're talking about that you were singling out. I think when when he's coming at like I felt like the teams, nobody wanted to go for the jugular. Like they were trying to, but they were more scared of giving up, you know, Uh uh, a counter or giving up possession or giving up something that they weren't being as aggressive as I'd like to see. This was a battle of the top two teams in the East. I wanted to see people taking shots. I wanted to see something, but I felt like at the end, it was just, it was, I, I, I felt a lot more, Empty is like the is the glass is the glass half full or is it or is it half empty? I felt it was more on the half empty side. Like I felt like we didn't really get enough juice here in this game, and I wanted to see more of it. And looking at you know the two teams, their schedule, their their run of form up until now, I'm looking at it. They're all one nothing wins or draws. That's what both these teams have. They're uh-huh. the times that they gave up a bunch of goals, they get blown out four nothing uh, by LAFC New England, five um, one by St. Louis over Cincinnati. They don't have the big wins other than um, New England does have one win over a really bad Montreal team, right? They had, I think it was, uh, let me see, I had the score here, 4 nothing over Montreal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, about a month ago, where Montreal was, you know, in the in the pits. You know, <laughs> they weren't doing very well at all. So that one there, I don't think Cincinnati has played Montreal yet, so maybe they would have had the same outcome. But I'm, I want to see it. And again, on paper, Cincinnati has the guy, man. He has the they have the guy out there. If I gotta give an edge, I gotta give it to New England because I feel like they're doing more with less in the sense of like name yeah. guys, you know, people that you recognize household names. Yeah. Brendan Vasquez is a guy who carries a lot of weight wherever he goes. He's he's the prototypical guy. There's a lot of hype around them. Cameras are gonna be going over to him. I don't think most people can name who the starting forwards are on New England, you know, the average fan camp, but yeah. they know who Brendan Vasquez is. So I'll give an edge to to New England as as far as performing a little more with 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 less, but I still feel like both teams left me empty. And Brandon Vasquez, come on, man, you can do better. Let's go, baby. That's my pep talk. Yeah, to he wor- it worries me. It worries me a little bit because he's unable to. He doesn't seem to have that striker instinct right now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's attacking players, getting on with it, and trying to take shots. It seems like he's hesitant, and that's a problem. If you want to be the U.S. men's national team striker. You cannot be hesitant. You have to, like, you got to grab it. And, you know, if that's what he's feeling now, under the pressure that he's feeling now, I can't imagine how that would be in a big match for the United States men's national team. So 
that does worry me a lot. Um, we'll see if it changes. I mean, he's in a little bit of a slump right now. We'll see if he can get some goals under his belt. It changes, but that specific thing really, really did worry me. Um, moving on wait, to Inter Miami. I trust me. I want to talk into Miami. I just want to ask you one last thing here. Can we blame it on Greg Burhalter? Can we just write it off as like Burhalter <laughs> fatigue and you know, like this is just uh, residual damage from bad, bad Burhalter at U.S. Men's National Team, right? That's what we're gonna. I don't I, think are we you can okay blame it off to that because, well, no, because Burhalter wasn't really around for much. I mean, he wasn't exactly. He, really he, ruled, he messed his head. Like he, he thought he should have been there, and you know, not being selected, kind of you know, residual damage. You know, I'll just say it's it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down in my my official book over here <laughs> as to what happened. I'm gonna say residual damage there. And the last the last thing I want to say, Cincy and uh, New England lead the MLS in points, right? They should be yeah. in the discussion of, of uh, you know, Supporter Shield and all these things that come with it. They're even better than Seattle, who um, also struggled this week. With that being said, though, do you think – are they how are they closer to LAFC, who we consider the best team in the league? Like, or do you feel like that gap is winding with what you see LAFC doing midweek, playing against a top Philadelphia team and dominating them, or a top, you know – We'll say use it loosely, but again, it's a respectable Philadelphia team and just dominating. And I think LAFC has only trailed once this season, and it was the last draw that they had, and then they tied the game. So, like, you, you, you we're starting to see a big separation here, right? Like, do you see that gap closing at all with uh, New England? Because they're the tops in Supporters Shield, would be New England, Cincinnati, but I'm not seeing it. I mean, I think defensively, both teams are there. But I don't think they have. I don't know if they have the goals to get to 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 beat an LAFC. I mean, obviously, we saw what happened when LAFC played New England. I think New England's a different team than when they played LAFC. I think they're they're better and they're more disciplined and whatnot. I, I think they're a better team. Yeah. Cincinnati has not played LAFC yet, so we'll we'll see what happens when they do. But I I I just don't think they have right now. I don't think they have the goals in them to beat LAFC because I think they can keep up defensively with LAFC, but. It gets to a point where, you know, you got to put the ball in the back of the net. And I'm not sure either of those teams has done that on a consistent enough basis to be able to say, um, you know, say that's, you know, that's the, you know, that's, that's that they're up there with, with LAFC at the Sporter Shield. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. All right. Um, let's talk about let's move on to Miami quick. Um, we've got a bunch of things to talk about here with MLS and then we got to get to League MX. So, um, Enter Miami, let's move too quick. I mean, again, these will be quick points that we need to talk about. Um, with Inter Miami, they finally win uh for the first time in six matches. They get this, they get their win um over Columbus 2-1. Um 18-year-old Ben Ha Kramaski started for them in this one and had a pretty solid game. Um overall, I just want to touch on Inter Miami. Your thoughts on, let's start with Ben Ha Kramaski. Your thoughts on his performance in this one? Ben, I mean, Kramaski. He's, uh, he's got you to say with the right emphasis. Well, I think the they labels. said they, on the broadcast, I think they called him Kramaski. The <laughs> broadcast and the, I'm yeah, pretty sure on the broadcast uh, and when they, but I don't know. I might have been hearing it wrong, but I thought that's yeah, what they said. They probably Americanized his name, but anyway. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. Now, hey, there's some guys in the pipeline for Inter Miami, some young cats. They also had another guy uh, that just got called up from the set, from the, from Miami FC, uh, sorry, Miami, Inter Miami CF2, I guess, the, the, the their B team. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They had another kid called up, another homegrown product uh, from Honduras. So we got some guys in there, but Kramashi, he does have. 
a little more hype. It's got the looks, you know. It's a Miami thing. Like you, they, 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 you got to have a look to play in Miami, and yeah. he's got it. You know, uh, he comes from the school of Beckham there. Um, but it's <laughs> it's going. It, it was it was great to see. 18 years old has the youngest assist, youngest player ever to get an assist for Inter Miami. I mean, it's a young franchise still, but incredible story. This kid should, you know, if he's not in high school, he should be in high school or just finished. Like I was not that cool at that age. You know what I mean? I was definitely <laughs> not cool enough to be uh be playing with these guys but in the end i thought his performance was great i thought you started to see something great with inner miami in the sense that they Campapi, you know leo Campapi. he's 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 got i keep i stand by it he's got potential to be the man in mls to be that the, to have a type of season like joseph martinez used to have to have that kind of run that 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 a guy in MLS can have because he's got the talent, he's a goal poacher, he can create, he can finish, he's got the body, he's got everything. He's got all these things going for him. He just came back the week before. It was his first game of the season from coming from injury. Didn't play well first one back, but then you saw when he looks kind of healthy, you still had the same supporting cast around him that couldn't score goals for 6 weeks for for what felt like yeah, like 5 weeks, couldn't score a goal. You give the same cast and you put a healthy guy up there and look what happens. He gets you a brace. You up to uh, you, you finally get your first win. And again, you start seeing the flashes there. This is what those guys in in the front office are looking at. And that's what they're you know salivating at and hoping to to have more of. But as much as I like the win, I kind of wanted a loss because now it just bought more time for my boy Phil Neville to just stick around and have us all scratching our heads and finding other ways to lose or doubt why we're any good. So I don't well, know. It's... Was this a was this a building block game for Inter Miami? Or are you still worried about them? Because in that second half, they were just dominated in the second half. They only had set they had thirty percent of possession the entire game. Yeah, they look, man. Columbus is still a good squad. They had Chucho who mm-hmm. came back too, who scored a banger um we're we're when i say we're talking about inner miami but inner miami has been a bad road team uh building block i think this is more of a instead of a building block game i think this is more of a validation game like i really think this was like hey we do have some people here and like i said primarily we have something that a lot of teams lack which is a true number nine up at the front you know it's can we build around it can those guys step up you saw it this week with the the, the it was essentially the same supporting cast just a yeah. new guy up front and you saw a difference in goals you know not only when he's not scoring a goal he's actually is a threat he's somebody that the other team is like yo hey put a body on that guy you know and it it, it worked out hopefully Phil can use it as a building block to move forward um who are they playing this week they got oh Atlanta's coming to town so We'll see, yeah. but I'm. It's Phil. I I'm, I'm not confident that he's going to be able to building to make this into a a tactical building block. Yeah, he's going to rally and hoo hoo rah rah everybody. You know the team, and we're all going to be, believe in each other. But you know, it's I got I don't have the the faith that he's going to building block it into something tactical on Saturday. So yeah, I'm worried about it as well. I think that second half, if, if they were. I mean, it's good to get the win. It's it's good to get that confidence no. back again. That you know, it's it's you know they they got the win against Miami FC at at, at the weekend or in the in the middle yeah. of the week, um, in in the U.S. Open Cup. But I am a little worried about the way they got the win in the second half. There, it seemed like they were just under a lot of pressure, and um, 
you know, weren't able to kind of get that under control. Um, again, like you said, Columbus is a good team. It's a good win, but uh, I'm going to need to see a little bit more from Inter Miami because I feel like we need to see them. They should be, I mean, maybe not against Columbus, but they should be, it should be a much more even game. Even if you're up to one, it should be a much more even game. The whole entire second half should not be one-sided. And I felt like that's what it was. Um, so I'm going to need to see some more from Inter Miami, but I think the win itself is a building block and a big step in the right direction. Let's see what yeah. they can do with it now, because I think they have Atlanta this weekend. So um, it's a, it's a big match against Atlanta and it's going to hmm. be, you know, it's going to be an interesting one. If they can get a win there, that would be another step in the right direction. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, let's move. Yeah. Let's Yay. move to uh, let's move to Chicago and Red Bulls. Chicago Rebels tie one one. Really, just want to talk about Chicago here. They blow another lead, another second half lead. I think this is their the third time they've lost or they've lost or tied after being leading after leading in a set or leading after eighty minutes or something like that. And this is the uh, fourth time they've lost or tied after leading in the second half. I mean, they yeah. cannot keep a lead. What are your thoughts? I have my own thoughts on the this Chicago team. This is why I'm asking this question. But were you, what are your thoughts on this Chicago team? Where they kind of fall in this Eastern Conference and in the the rankings of teams? You know, obviously, I mean, listen, I just give me your thoughts on on where this Chicago team falls. Look, you got the uh, what's his dude, um, Kai Kamara, who can you know the guy has no expiration date. He's gonna get you goals. Uh, he's going to put you in spots, and he did this week. He had the – they gave him the lead, one nothing, 34th minute, and then here you go, giving up a goal in the 89th minute. I think Chicago could have – could. the only good thing is that they're having all these this breakdown right now early on in the season. You still have time to mm -hmm. fix this if you're Chicago. But you're, you're on the cusp, man. You're just a point out of the playoffs right now, even with all the bad luck and all the bad juju that's happened. So if you're a Chicago fan, just, you know, hang in there just a little – a little just tweaking, a little just, you know, adjusting some stuff here. I think it'll be all right. But man, that's gotta suck though. To to it's it's like they say, would you rather get blown out or would you rather lose by like, you know, one or two points every time? You know, sometimes the blowout just hurts a little less, but these one goal losses, man, just tough, especially late like this, or draws in this case. Man, yeah. Tough, tough, tough. But I think Chicago has time to bounce back. We'll see if they can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, uh, watching this game, I think offensively Chicago has the power to be one of the, the better teams in the East. I mean, if you look at their the points that they've dropped, I think they've dropped a total of eight points from losing or winning positions uh, in the second half. Um, I mean, tied or winning positions in the second half, which would put them on 19 points and in third place. I mean, they just, if they could figure out how to hold the lead, they're one of the best teams in in the league right now, which is a massive turnaround from where they were last year. And what a lot of people thought they would be this year uh, with the moves they made, John Duran um, going over to Aston Villa for the big money. Everybody, I think thought that Chicago was going to be bottom of the table. And yeah. I think that Chicago has proven they could be in the mix for even top four in the East, but they have to figure out how to stop leaking goals after like the 70th minute. Because yeah. they've lost way too many games. They've blown a bunch of two-goal leads. I mean, they were they were up 3-1 on Cincinnati and 2-0 on Philadelphia. And they lost both those games. It can't happen. So 
you know, I think Chicago's heading in the right direction. Kai Kamara, I mean, the guy has I, I think this guy has been possibly honestly, in my opinion, I think Kai Kamara might be the biggest pickup of the offseason so far, based on what he's done for this Chicago team. I mean, he has transformed that front line and given opportunities to everyone across the front line. I think, you know, the goal this weekend was great. They just need to figure out how to stop the ball from going in back in the back of the net on the other end. So they can figure that out. They're they're gonna be good, but they got some work to do. I think he's a first ballot MLS Hall of Famer, right? Can we say that? Like, yeah, he, I mean, he's. I think he's two he, goals away from tying Landon third. Donovan now. Yeah, it's sick. On and the then the list. fact that remember last season Montreal was this good because of what? Kai Kamara was well, Kai Kamara, scoring yeah. goals, and then this year they lose them, and look at the drop off that they've had. You know what I'm saying? Now you see that Chicago's like, hey, wait a minute, this is a good pickup for us. So hey, yeah, I think that's a Kai. I think it's I think it's great for him. Yeah, he's been great for them, and I—they're I, a lot of fun to watch. Chicago, I—I I, I really enjoyed watching them. They had—they had opportunities. They just got to figure out how to finish off games. Um, two other teams I want to talk about. I want to talk about DC United real quick because they're on a three-game winning streak. Have you seen anything different from them? What's been—you know—what's been the the reason for this three-game winning streak? What have you seen that's kind of sparked this after what was a kind of disappointing start to the season? I think. With Inter Miami win. Oh, oh no! Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh, um, with DC bad. United, uh, I like DC United. I think first of all, I'm a big fan of DC as a city. I'm a big fan. I love to go in there. It was one of my favorite cities in the in the country. Uh, yeah. The fact that they're an old school, you know, um, old school MLS squad. They're an OG squad. Yeah, '96. They got the history. They got the chips. They have all these things. I like. The fact that Rooney played there, then came back and coached. I I like a lot of the stuff they do. They got fire uniforms. You know, they look good. I like I like a lot of DC stuff. I just always kind of scratch my head at thinking like, why is it that they you know they they struggle? But I'm enjoying this run of form. This is what three three wins in in MLS plus a uh there was a cup plus game a in US there Open too. Cup, so they, yeah, yeah. So they they're on a, on a run of four games in a row here. I like what I'm seeing out of DC. You got. Uh, Christian Benteke that you picked up. We all forget about that. They also picked up the dude from Leeds. I can't pronounce his name. I don't yeah. want to get in trouble here, mispronounce it. I think it's Mateus Klich. Klich. There you go. Yes. Um, it's Klich. Klich. It does sound like sounds nice. I just can't. It feels <laughs> weird saying it. Um, but yeah, homeboy's homeboy's legit. He's he scored a couple of goals. Uh, Benteke, you know, pulling off bicycle kicks, trying to impress his his boss. You know, like trying to hey, look what I can do. I did it. You know, not as good as your Manchester Derby one, but uh, it's up there. Benteke, you know, has that potential. The, the the question with Benteke coming in is like, does he still have the desire to be good, or is this you know what we criticize a lot of these. Um, guys that have played in Europe for a long time that come over here. Is this just like, you know, to pick up a check? Is this like a retirement thing? He's, he seems like he really, you know, is yeah. is trying to be one of the better players in there and, and is enjoying his time there. So they have a lot of elements that which they tick off a lot of boxes. Just can they put it together? Yeah. I'm, I, I think it's starting to come to form. I believe in Rooney. I like Rooney. And I'm, I'm not a Manchester fan, so I didn't like him in, in <laughs> Manchester. So... I I do respect that. I I respect him as a player, and I think I like I like it when guys want to be coaches. I like it when these guys really. There's a thing. Not all players can be coaches, and not all coaches can be players. But some of the players that do end up being coaches and are are good, they just have that little extra thing. And I 
little, you know, obviously I don't know Rooney personally, but I've seen a lot of his interviews. I um, watch a lot of his postgame stuff. I just feel like he's he's got, I feel like DC is in, in good hands there. I don't know if Lizzie would agree because that's one of her squads. But, you know, but I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm an Everton fan, so I have to. I'm, I'm a little biased towards Wayne Rooney. I like him. I, I, I like to see when he. I like to see when he does well. Yeah. Um, for me, with this DC United team, I was doing a little digging through the. Statistics. Oh, here we go. Um, mm. and it seems like they have kind of forfeited a, a possession game to kind of play the lack of possession, maybe counterattacking style. If you look at the statistics, all the games that they've won, basically, they've had like 45% or less possession in those games. Whereas okay. all the games that they've lost, they've controlled 55, 56% of the possession um, for the most part. I think there was one game where they didn't have all the possession and they, and they lost still. But I think that's a big, it seems to be a tactical change where they're giving up the ball to have less of the ball. And it's, I don't know, it seems to be working um, against these teams. They have played Montreal and Charlotte in these last three games in the MLS um, Orlando, the other team they beat, but yeah. Hey, listen, a win is a win. I mean, we've seen Charlotte have some really good games this season. Montreal seems to be figuring it out a little bit with two wins in a row. Now um, a win is a win. And yeah. um, you have to go out there and you have to play the opponent that's in front of you. And for the last four matches in all competitions, they've done that and they've done it successfully. And I think they've only given up one goal in all those games. So defensively, they've been really good. Um, yeah, finding the goals on the offensive end. It seems to be clicking right now. We'll see what happens as as the uh, as as it goes on. Uh, let's. I got two quick questions, two quick things I want to talk about right now before we go on. Standout performer from this week. Let's. You know, I kind of want to feel like we should be labeling and and pointing out some of the top players, coaches, teams yeah. that have performed each week. Um, this was. Also, your idea, Edwin, who, uh, you know, <laughs> we wanted to bring in, we wanted to bring in a standout player, um, yeah. and a standout performer, uh, you know, to this podcast and kind of shout out who we thought was the best for yeah. the past weekend, uh, because we don't get to talk about everything. Um, so with that said, God, uh, said God, um, with <laughs> that said, um, for you, yeah, who was your MLS standout performer of the week? For me, a standout performer. We mentioned it already. I, I, I have a lot of faith in this guy, and when healthy, he performs. He's a threat. He's an aerial threat. Can finish with both feet. Has a hat trick in MLS. The only hat trick actually for this team. Came in after missing a ton of uh, the opening of the season. Had a, you know, I think he played like 60 minutes the first game, and then this past week came in, scored a brace, and helped his team to victory. It's got to be. Leo Campapi, bro. Leo Campana, man. The good-looking Ecuadorian comes in, scores two goals for Inter-Miami. Really was the only thing that you changed in that squad that couldn't win a game for over a month, you know, was you plug this guy in there as the true number nine with him being healthy enough to, to, to play, the, play the game, and he delivered, man. He absolutely delivered, changed the whole complexion of that game, and a huge job saving win for phil neville there so for the time being we'll see if it can carry over to 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 this weekend but yeah that's my standout guy i don't think for me nobody else could top that so i have a couple um oh. but i'm going to go with my i'm going to go with a more general uh general standout performer and i'm just mm -hmm. going to say goalies goalies oh. are going to be my standout performer this week 
because there were a lot of clean sheets. Like there were yeah. seven total clean sheet or seven total games that featured a clean sheet. Three of those games were scoreless draws. 29 saves across all of all of those games between the goalies. The goalies had a great week. Defenses had a great week, but the goalies had a great week this week uh, in keeping clean sheets. Um, so my standout performer is going to be goalies. Uh, not a lot of goals going around this week. Um, and you know, when, when it's not often that the goalies get a, a, a shout out. So I think my, my standout performer this week is going to be goalies. Um, and then, Solid. and then the final thing I want to, um, talk about is, um, your, as we look forward to next week, we don't really typically look forward to next week. But um, as we look forward to this next week, give me your game that you think uh, your game to watch this week and why. Look, I'm circling it again here. I wrote it down. It's it's right there. It's circled. It's Cincy versus D.C., bro, for the same reasons of what we're talking about. D.C.'s hot, up and coming. I like what they're doing, beating the teams they have to beat. One goal in their last four, four wins in all competitions in a row. They're hot. They're clicking. They check off all the boxes. Cincy left a lot to be desired this week, but they're going to be at home hosting a hot team. Let's see if my boy Brandon Vasquez can can show up, score a couple of uh, bag a couple of goals here, do something nice, and Cincy can. This is the game. Cincy struggles with this team. I'm losing. I'm I'm selling all my Cincy stock. Selling all the Cincy stock if they lose if they lose or or draw this game. I don't care how hot DC is. If you're leading right now for the supporters shield and you've been playing where it feels like all season you've been playing like you know misfiring and not playing at full potential yet you're in this position where you're leading the supporter shield you gotta have the game today you you had your chance against new england you gotta have the game this weekend since he needs to to show up i don't care if you're number one i'm selling all the stock on you if you can't ball out this weekend against a hot dc team so that's my circle the game of the week i love i love i love that pick I love that pick a yeah. lot. For me, I'm going to go into a game that's kind of a rivalry match, but not really billed as one. Uh, mm. Philadelphia versus the Red Bulls. Ooh, um, okay. I love that matchup. I feel like that matchup is always intense every single time they play. And these are two teams that desperately, desperately could use a result this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Philly, obviously, again, coming off the cha CONCACAF Champions League loss, haven't had a great you know, run of play in the MLS this could be a big boost for them, a win, and then they could, you know, could build off that into more wins moving forward and finally find the form that their team, that we're typically used to seeing from their team. Red Bulls, on the other hand, dealing with a ton of off the field, um, you know, off the field issues, um, you know, not a ton, but one main one that has been kind of in the spotlight for weeks now uh, that we all know. And, They've been faltering. They haven't won a game, I think, in six weeks. I, th I think they've tied a couple. They've lost a couple. Um, I think this is a big match for the Red Bulls. And again, like I said, it always seems when these two teams get together, it's feisty. It's an intense affair. And I'm expecting the same this weekend. So that's why I'm going with Philly uh, versus New York Red Bulls as my uh, game of the week. There are a right. lot of good ones this week, though. So, you know, don't don't just listen. You know, there's a lot of good ones out there. That's just a lot of sneaky good games. A lot of sneaky good games. You know, a lot of sneaky games. Uh, you know, your game is great. Inter Miami versus Atlanta this week is going to be sneaky good game. Um, sneaky good. Going to be a sneaky good game. San Jose you know, like hosting LAFC. LAFC. Versus San Jose. Yep. Hey, yep. look at that. Both of us are the same. Yep. 
I like so it. a lot of really good matchups this week. So if you're picking one week to watch MLS, this is the week. This, this is, is the week. week. Yeah. But if you're between MLS and League MX, maybe I don't know. This is still the regular season, so maybe you shift over to the League <laughs> MX. There are a bunch of games this weekend in the League MX, as we know, uh, as we pointed out last week. This past weekend was the last week in League MX's regular season, the Clausura regular Sura regular season. Yeah. Um, so they will, um, you know, the 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 playoffs will begin this coming weekend. And I don't think we have. Oh, we do. We do have. We do have start time. So I will give you guys all that. But first, I want to talk about the situation that led us to how we got to here. Um, so we were talking about last week. Santos Laguna fired their coach. They were yes. on the brink of the playoffs. They lose three to two to Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul dominated this game for a lot of this game. They were up three nothing. Uh, Santos Laguna got two really, really late goals that made it a little bit more interesting. But in a typical world where you would typically just look at the standings and say, oh man, like these are the teams that are in, these are the teams that are out. Santos Laguna and Pumas, who lost to Monterrey this past weekend, would have been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. But based on the rules um, that Liga MX has in place, and because they have no promotion relegation at the moment, Keretsudo, who is in 10th place right now, does not qualify for the playoffs because over the last three years, their aggregate points over the last three years were the worst in the league across the last three years, which typically would lead to relegation. Um, yeah. But because there is no relegation in League MX right now, the the penalty is missing the playoffs. And so Santos Laguna gets that last spot because of uh, that rule there. So they will be in the okay. playoffs despite losing this weekend and being on the outside looking in. Um, they will be in the playoffs because of that. If Pumas would have won this past weekend, then San Luis would have been the team that would have benefited from this. And Santos Laguna would have been out, but Pumas lost. So Pumas is the first team out in that table that you're looking at and ah. everybody below that. So See, if you're confused, yeah, I hope that's a good explanation. Um, <laughs> Lizzie helped me out with that because I was also confused. Um, yep. But no, that, that let's was get a solid into explanation. First, first of all, solid explanation. It makes sense now because I'm looking at it. I was like, all right, a little head scratch in there, but okay. So no Pumas, but we do get Santos. We do have San Luis, right? Yeah, they're going up against Leon. Yes, yep. San Luis uh, will be playing. Yeah, so we have the 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 games we have this weekend are Four. Cruz Azul Atlas on Saturday at Ooh. 7 p.m. That'll be yep. a fun one. Go team. Um, Pachuca Santos Laguna on Saturday at 9, 10 p.m. And then on Sunday, we have Leon versus San Luis uh, at 9.06 p.m., which is a weird Eastern start time. time. Um, yeah, Eastern time. These are all Eastern time, yes. Uh, and then Tigres Puebla at 11.10 p.m. Eastern time. My guess is they probably move those games to Sunday because both Tigres and Lyon are playing in the Champions League uh, on uh, tonight. So they mm. probably gave them the extra day of rest for that. So yeah. that is how it matches up this weekend. The top four seeds are Monterey, the number one seed, Club America, the number two seed, Chivas, the number three seed, and Toluca, the number four seed. They're currently awaiting the winners of each of these matches uh, in leg one of the quarterfinals. Um, so these matches all are one leg. And then once you get to the quarterfinals, it's two legs all the way through the rest of the playoffs. Okay. So that's my uh, explanation on everything I could possibly think of for League MX 
playoffs. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about predictions. I know we gave our thoughts let's last week. Let's make some picks, man. Let's make some picks. How do you – let's – let's come on, go ahead. Like, give me your picks. Let's All just right. start this weekend. Give me your picks okay. this weekend for the four games page this here. weekend. Change the page here. I'm going to make an official picks page here for us. Um, I like how I use old school. T- I have all this technology around me, but here I am using pen and paper. All right, so we got Cruz Azul Atlas, right? Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Let me see what kind of info it gives me here. Uh, who will win? All right. Oh, here we go. Team form. Cruz Azul is coming off of two wins, two losses, and a draw. And Atlas is two wins and three draws. Okay, so Atlas comes in with a little better form, although... Cruz Azul comes in with the previous game win. Uh, bro, I'm going to roll with you here. I have no no info, no inside information. This is just loyalty to my friend and my co-host here. I'm going to roll with Cruz Azul here. I like uh, I like the the Machina Seman. How do you, what's, their, what's their name? What do they call Cruz Azul? The Machina Cementera? La, ma- La Machina, I think it is. La Machina, La Machina yeah. Azul or something like that. Yeah, something. Lizzie knows. She she can vouch for us that we're Cruz Azul. So we'll go Cruz Azul. I, I mean, I, I don't think you're picking Atlas. You're not going against your squad, right? I'm not going to go against my squad. My my squad is Cruz Azul. I'm not picking Atlas. So I'm going with All Cruz right. Azul this, this weekend. All right. So we both went Cruz Azul there. I, again, strictly just out of loyalty and, you know, support of my friend, of my friend here. So now the next mm. game, I got to go against uh, our girl, Lizzie. I know she's the closet <laughs> uh, Santos Laguna fan. I'm going with my squad because the last I checked, Monterey, I'm talking to you. You never hit me up, man. I told you I was a free agent fan, so now I'm rolling with Pachuca just because that's just, you know, got my Colombian guys in there. Uh, Chicho's over there. I like my dudes. So I'm rolling with Pachuca with the dub over the the team that backed into the playoffs on a technicality. It'll be an atrocity if they actually, um, you know, make it and, and, and win this thing if they didn't even technically qualify for the playoffs. So I'm going to roll with Pachuca. What about you? I'm going to go with Pachuca as well. I, I just can't see Santos Laguna winning yeah. this match. I, I It's just, it's hard with the, the trajectory that they've been on the past few weeks. It, it just, it doesn't seem like it's possible. So I'm going with Pachuca. Nice. All right. So what are, what are the next two games? The next two, we got Leon and San Luis. Mm. I like how you say it, San Luis. Like you, San Luis. San Luis, but I'll, I'll roll with Luis. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what I was going with. I don't know if that's right, but yeah. Okay. Man, looking at their form, both teams are in awful form here right now. Um, <laughs> like, wow, this is this is not a good one. What do you got here? I mean, were they playing in? Okay, so they're playing in Leon, Estadio Leon. All right. I'll go with the home team, I guess. I don't really, again, I'm, don't look for me for betting information here. I. <laughs> This is officially the least informed uh, uh, Liga MX playoff picks you can possibly get it from me here. I'm going strictly off of everything that doesn't make sense. So I'll go with Leon just because they're the home squad. What about you? See, I, I like think, how you stop and pause. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to choose. I don't want to keep choosing like chalk here, but I, I feel like Leon is the, is, is the pick here too. I mean... This is a team that's on 30 points and they, you know, they're only four points off second. This is a team that's very good. So um okay. I, I feel like even despite their struggles, they're gonna go and they're gonna they're gonna beat San Luis um this this weekend. So that's what I'm gonna go with. I I just I don't know. I can't see San Luis winning this one. Okay. So we got three home picks so far out of the four games. Three of them 
going for the home uh, favorites here. And last uh, last one here, we got Tigres at home against Puebla. Let me see. What do you got? Puebla doing. Man, I got personal reasons why I don't like Tigres. So I kind of just feel like I don't want to go for Tigres. So maybe I'll go. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go for the upset here. Why not? Puebla. I feel like Tigres is going to be distracted from Champions League. I'll make that excuse. And I'm going to go Puebla here. I feel like that would not be the smart choice, but I'm going to go with it. Um, I'm going to, I actually, that's actually what I was going to do too. I was going to go Puebla too. I don't know. I feel like I just gotta, I gotta feel it. I gotta feel it about Puebla where I'm, where I just feel like they Let's might go. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I feel like they might, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like they might upset Tigres. That's going to be, that's my upset of the, yeah, of, of the weekend. I just feel like they're going to upset Tigres. Um, Puebla. because, but I mean, that's the thing. Tigres is such a good home environment. It's gonna be hard to go there and get a result, but Tigres has been so bad these past yeah. <laughs> these past the the past like seven eight weeks. I just I that's that that was my biggest upset potential, other than of course Cruz Azul and Atlas, which in fairness is gonna be a very close game. I just cannot go against my team. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Loyalty yeah. it means it means something. Still means something. You know, means something. Uh, it means something. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I yeah. I, I don't know if you're accurate about the bad run of form here. I'm looking at Tigres and they got three wins, uh zero zero draw, and then one loss, which was the loss to Leon. So they're looking like a better form, but hey, you know what? I'll ride with it, man. Yeah, they've been bad. I don't like them anyway. I don't like Tigres. They got them weird uniforms, you know, French guy up there that's throwing me off. You know, he shouldn't <laughs> be there. It's just uh no, no, we're going with we're going with Puebla. I can't even name a All single right. player on Puebla. There you have it. Can That's you? our picks for this weekend of League MX. Can I have no idea. I have no. I don't think one so. One guy. No. One guy. Final. It's it's. You're on. What is it? it wants to be a millionaire. You got to name one million dollar I, question. I there you go. I name one guy. I, 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 I don't think I could. Hmm. Is um, Josie Altador's not there, right? He left. He went yeah, I there. I don't think he's there. That counts. That counts. That counts. Like Dude, that was, does count. That's true. That counts. He was recently there. I think he just, you know, he was there for like a loan spell. And then I think he's back in New England. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't name. But go Pueblo. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Go Pueblo. Roll with them. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us, I think. I think that wraps it up. Those are our picks for the League MX this weekend. Um, yeah, man. My favorite that about segment. wraps it up. Yeah. Your favorite. <laughs> every Everybody's favorite segment. Our, our League MX segment. Um, Best out But there. yes. Yeah. It's by far. Um, thank you guys for, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, as always, make sure to check out our social channels, which are on this screen here, um, for more on, you know, past weekend MLS, anything league MX, anything North American soccer related. We'll have it there. Um, again, we appreciate you guys for listening watching, uh, Edwin, thank you for joining me again. Um, and always a pleasure. Uh, it's been and awesome. be sure to follow Gino, man. Gino works hard as I do, as we all do here. Give Gino a follow at G underscore No Sports. I like the little play on words there. I gotta, I gotta yes, to yes. Gino it's been my Sports. Twitter handle since I think the invention of Twitter. Nice, nice. Very I literally, good. I don't I think I've changed it since then. So that's my, why. Mine but, has um, nothing to do with my name. I'm just, I am Larry Fresh. That was just my pseudonym. But he's so Larry just, Fresh. So you should give Larry Fresh here uh, a follow as well. So yeah, man, um, give it, give it, get a follow. So yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for us. Thank you guys for watching, and we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Adios.